The views and opinions expressed in the following podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the DVM Production Empire. That's how you know it's good. This is a DVMPE production. Join the Empire today at DVMPE.com. Welcome back to Checks and Balances Podcast, your edutainment podcast. It's been about a month since the last time we all saw or talked to each other. I am your host, John Madison, as David Vox Mullen has taken a, a break. He's taking a break from us. We do expect him to be back on the show, but he won't be hosting for a little while. And Danny Reyes is also taking a bit of a break as there are just other things going on in their lives that are taking some time. I'll be representing the left, as always, John Madison, your host. And to the right of me is my nemesis, my partner, my friend, Eric Schwartz. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, I don't know how neutral or unbiased this show is going to be with you at the helm. I mean, this is this is going to be crazy. I, I can't promise any sort of unbiasedness, but... In order to help try to keep it from going too biased, we do have a brand new independent who's been with us twice now. This is his third time on the show. Let me introduce our independent, Christopher West. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. You know, it's awesome being back on here. I love it. It's been great. And yeah, that definitely going to be, you know, the bridge, the, the mediator. <laughs> going to have to be, you know, because you too. <laughs> <laughs> You've had quite a bit of uh, arguing and fights uh, between me and Eric, but in a fun way. Um, so I know a lot of times we talk a little stock and cryptocurrency. Dogecoin had become a big topic right before we left. Anybody see what's going on with cryptocurrency this week? Yeah, no, it's Oh, insane. my goodness. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris, you could – yeah, I was going to say, like, it's uh, – for those of you that watch it, um, especially this weekend, it has taken – a tank nosedive. Uh, people are holding on for dear life. Um, no bottom in sight. But Chris, go ahead. I know you brought this topic up, so I'm sure you've got some stuff to tell us. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like look, it's 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 pretty terrifying considering you know I too am you know in the rat race. But um, <laughs> I personally, I've been hearing here and there besides all the chaos. You know, now right now is a good time to buy. This could be some kind of strategy that's going on, you know, this, this definitely um, is not necessarily, and honestly, whenever it dips, you know, I'm looking specifically right now, I'm speaking towards more uh, Bitcoin, not Doge or Ethereum, but because all of it's gone down. <laughs> but um, All of it, all of it's gone down. Yeah, literally everything. Um, the, uh, I mean, Bitcoin. Ethereum, Bitcoin, Bitcoin at one point was down 50%. I think yeah. right now it's sitting at like 34,000, but if people remember, it was a high of 60,000. Yeah. So it has taken a hit. And a lot of that, uh, for those that don't know, has to do uh, with just the talk of regulation from the government. Uh, there's been talk. Uh, China is banning things uh, having to do with cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. Um, the pipeline, which I know John was going to bring up later, uh, the people that hacked the pipeline were paid off in Bitcoin, which wasn't a great press for Bitcoin. So there's just been like attack after attack, you know, one hit after another. And that's what's causing this giant meltdown right now. And, and your buddy, Elon Musk, uh, didn't he I also say no longer <laughs> accepting Bitcoin because it's not good that's for the right. environment? 
That's right. Elon Musk is playing market manipulation over there. Um, just every day changing his mind on something with crypto. So yeah, he, he announced like a month after they announced Tesla would be accepting Bitcoin. They changed their mind because of environmental um, factors, which obviously we all know Elon already knew that like this isn't new to him. There's no way he didn't know the ins and outs of Bitcoin. So it just makes you wonder like, okay, what is he doing? What game is he playing? Cause yeah. clearly there's a game being played here. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Cause um, ever since he just not, not accepting it, Tesla, um, Bitcoin for Tesla's all that stuff, you know, it's crazy, but um, it's, I'm considering it, you know, I mean, I know people have put because you know I'm not necessarily in the uh, uh, not able to put hefty amounts, but you know I'm at a point where I can just you know because I still when it comes to Doge I haven't really lost yet, but the profits oh my god, so it's not it's not too terrifying, but I think it's a good time to buy. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good time to buy because um I bought I started late in the game, so I can only imagine. How frustrating it is to see such a gain and then to just go back to damn near what it feels like the beginning. <laughs> it's hilarious, yeah. you know. Yeah, but. I know people that have. Uh, I don't want to say lost a lot of money because they made a lot of money on it, but lost yeah, exactly. a lot of what they made. They've lost a lot yeah. of what they made. Uh, the right? It's week. like it's like when you're at the casino and you're just like, God <laughs> yeah. damn it, the last yeah. game. <laughs> just let it let it roll. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Oh my god. And, but um. And I don't- I know a lot of investors do recommend uh, having it in your portfolio, at least to a certain percentage, uh, owning Bitcoin or any of these cryptocurrencies. So I do think Chris is right. It's a great investment. It's a great time to invest. But if you weren't going to invest right now, Eric, what would you recommend people spend their money on in regards to... If they're not interested in Dogecoin, have all this extra money, is there a store they should be visiting? I don't know. Is there, is there, I feel like this is a loaded question that I don't know the answer to. <laughs> is there a checks and balances store where they can oh, find? Oh, straight? wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. So if you have all this money and you don't know what to do with it, you should head over to our store. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash checks and balances podcast. There's a big button that says shop now. Go there and you can spend all of this extra money that you have. I'm sure like the government, I think the government's going to start giving out weekly checks now if you have a kid. So you could you could buy like shirts every month. It'd be great. You got we got shirts, we got masks, we got all kinds of stuff. You should go there now. And the kid it. will grow into them, trust me. That's right. Yeah, get them a shirt, get them a shirt and they'll grow into it. <laughs> So do you guys think cryptocurrency is a thing of the future or you think we'll stay on paper money? Um, I, I think that cryptocurrency, that the, it really depends on what the government does because China is banning it uh, and China, you know, they control their internet basically unlike America. So it depends on what America and these other, you know, Western countries decide to do. If they don't start putting all of these weird regulations in place. Yes. I think cryptocurrency will become an everyday thing for people. Um, if the government does decide to put harsh restrictions where it makes it pointless, um, I think the government could kill it. And that is why Bitcoin's dropping right now is because there's this uncertainty of what the government is going to do. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Seriously. Cause like when I see all these, you know, commercials about crypto wallets and they got cards out, you know, I feel like these people, I mean, come on, like, 
they probably some of these folks know each other. They they wouldn't just invest that much got marketing every you know and every every ad I see in my phone it's for the crypto wallet you know and I'm like I don't think it's gonna be gone anytime soon. I don't think it's gonna um, go away at all. This is just a little dip, but is it gonna be you know the future? It'll it 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 could be a small part in the near. I don't know how serious it'll get, but it'll definitely be like Eric said. I feel like an everyday thing because I'm honestly, looking at it a lot. <laughs> and honestly, right now, if you haven't already been invested in it, so you, if you haven't just gotten you know slammed, and you were thinking about it, hey, if you have some money that you don't mind losing, think of it like you know going to a casino. If you don't mind losing like a thousand bucks, whatever it is, now is a good time to buy it because the risk reward just went in your favor because it just it, it got cut in half. So yeah, it could still go down. But if you weren't already invested in it, I would say, yeah, now is the time to give it a shot. So so off the air, uh, Chris was telling us about uh, something he was listening to earlier today, and it was interesting enough that we knew we had to talk about it. So, Chris, you want to fill us in on this Eric Weinstein that you were listening yeah. to? Yeah, so uh, I was I was listening to, um, what is it, Clubhouse. And for those of you who don't know, it's like this app. It came out on um, – um, Apple first, it was exclusive there, and then it recently on Android, just, which is what I have. So uh, my friend actually put me onto it. She um, had me join her, you know, little business thing, and um, I was listening to it in the car while I was Ubering. It was uh, something about Eric Weinstein. My phone popped up, said Eric Weinstein, you know, and uh, something about UFOs and you know, yada yada yada. So I'm like, okay, you know, I, I've heard of this guy. You know, I, I don't know too much about him, but he's you know well known. He's uh, you know not some wacko he's not known for being a wacko you know so i was like let me listen to this because this is a crazy conversation ufo all right and he has physicists uh he has you know um quantum like physicists all these uh engineers uh like it's just uh all these you know uh exceptional people who you know are credited and you know understand what's going on and are not idiots you know not your average day guy and they're talking about um the possibility of the ufos aliens you know what their technology how advanced or how primitive they'd be and where we fit within that you know like um how they might contact us and that kind of stuff and they explained well, one of the guys says you know um what about teleportation when they just teleport to us and the guy i forgot what his name was but he had some kind of um uh physics company and he said i can't get too far into it because it's classified but we could teleport particles and you know we've all heard of the hydron collider We've all heard of, you know, testing out particles and testing out, you know, can things go back and forth. But we've, I, I personally, I don't know, I don't know about you guys and how into science you guys are, but I didn't know we, we can teleport. I knew we talked about it. I knew it was in sci-fi. I knew we were working on it, whatever that meant. But we are, at this point, 2021, as far as I know, can teleport things. Even if that's just a particle, that's insane. Like, that's, that's, that's science well, fiction. I did, I did not listen to this, and this is the first time... I'm hearing outside of just um, theory or hypothesis that we can do that. So I'm a little skeptical. Um, not that I don't trust you that he said that, but just, you know, anytime someone says, oh, it's classified, but here's what it is. Like, I don't, I don't ever believe him like a hundred percent, but I mean, that is crazy. It's crazy to think that technology is advancing to that part, but it kind of ties in also. I don't know if you guys saw the 60 minutes uh, last week or two weeks ago, 
uh, with the the uh, unidentified they call them uh, aerial phenomenon or something, but basically UFOs. That the military has declassified all this stuff. Next month, there's more declassified documents coming that uh, Congress is demanding, and basically, apparently, there is stuff flying around that the military acknowledges is there that they don't know what it is, and that it's do, that the capabilities of it are beyond our capabilities. So it kind of ties together a little bit, but I don't know if – did you, either of you see that 60 Minutes episode? No, I, I didn't see uh, it, no. but I do have a question, Eric, uh, just yeah. to bring this back to politics. If yeah. the aliens That's right. Are this coming, show is about politics. That's right. <laughs> if the aliens are coming here from the other planet, did they interfere in the election and vote for Joe Biden illegally? That, that's my main question for you, Eric. From yeah, political so, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of theories that illegal aliens were voting in the election, so I guess that does uh, add up. <laughs> <laughs> Just, this wasn't the kind you guys meant when you said that, though, right? I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> but really, yeah, no. interesting stuff. <laughs> Very interesting. Very interesting. So... Um, of course, also in the news this week was the uh, colonial pipeline attack. Cyber criminal gang called Darkside um, held hostage the uh, colonial pipeline, forced it to shut down. And uh, as Eric has already told us, they paid out in uh, Bitcoin um, the ransom in order to get back control of their machine. As I understand it, how it works when they take control of something, they hold the computer hostage until you pay them, and then they give you a decryption software so you can use your software again. Um, and this, of course, had a massive spike on the cost of gas. Um, and the availability of gas in some places. <laughs> yes. Because this pipeline went from, what was it, New Jersey all the way to Texas? I believe so. And it, um, I believe people are still like, we haven't officially, like, depending on what part of the country you're in, you're still feeling some of the effects of this. Um, and didn't, um, I thought after the hack, didn't something else happen where they were having additional issues, uh, just last week or something like that? I, I did hear it was a slow restart. Yeah. Different parts and, of the, yeah. And you'll have to, you'll have to forgive me, um, I've been a little out of it for the last 10 days because uh, my wife just had a baby. So uh, I've been a little um, out of it, maybe a little sleep deprived. So you'll have to forgive me if I get some stats wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> congratulations, too, on the baby. That's great news. Boy or girl? And uh, what's the name? It's a girl, and her name is Sawyer. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, she's healthy. Everybody's healthy. We're back home now and uh, just moving along. That's awesome. That's really great news. Um, so the other thing I've been seeing in the news a lot, and this is more of a personal uh, interest to me, is the uh, <laughs> filibuster. Um, but I'll let you guys go first. Does anyone have any thoughts on uh, should the filibuster remain? Should it be ended? What do you guys think? I mean, I, I would like to, I just because I'm still getting to know Chris. Uh, I'd like to get his thoughts first before I dive into it, unless you want me to just go first, Chris. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't. I don't have too much. Um, I haven't, you know, looked into it too much at all. So I would like to yeah. see your guys' opinions on. So 
Um, I feel like the filibuster. I I think I know where John's going, and I might actually be on the same page with John. I feel like the filibuster. Uh, for those that don't know, basically, it's been weaponized as a political tactic to stall things. It you know it, they'll they'll get up there basically in grandstand and they stall the process by just continuing to debate. And it's just turned into speeches and absolutely nothing that has to do with the original intent of what the filibuster was supposed to be. Um, So I feel like it's abused. I don't like it had a purpose. I don't know if it should just, if we should just get rid of it or not, because I feel like whoever, whichever party gets rid of it, they're going to be doing it for their own benefit so you're stuck in this weird place of, okay, the Republicans are using the filibuster right now because they don't want the Democrats to just, just plow through. So the Democrats are all like, yeah, we should get rid of it. But then if the Republicans are in power, then the Democrats are going to use it. And it's just so I feel like there's got to be more of a, a better way to get rid of it without just you know getting rid of it and now one party is benefiting. And none of us watch C-SPAN, which is really, really dull, but um, the yeah. filibuster <laughs> is – no longer uh, talking filibuster. It's just like I can say, we're not going to do this anymore. And that puts the legislation on hold. So they don't have to give speeches anymore. They just say, I didn't even, filibuster. I did not know that. Wow. Can you, when did can that you start? Cloture vote. Um, I want to say around the time of Nixon Reagan, I, I could be wrong, but I, I thought it was during Nixon that they changed it because I, it was being used. Well, because I remember um like viv- like vividly watching both Republicans and Democrats over the last you know eight years or so give speeches as a as a filibuster, just standing standing there talking just for hours on end. Um, so I know like they still do it to some extent because I remember watching it. Um, but I, I'm gonna look us up. Let me ask you. Let me let me ask you this, John. Do you think, because you obviously have an opinion on this, you brought it up. So do you think it's something, Like, I guess, what is your opinion on it? I feel like the filibuster has to go. I feel like it. Uh, the House of Representatives got rid of it a long time ago. Its purpose was literally to make sure that we had open debate on a topic. It's no longer that. It's really about holding the minority, being able to check and balance the majority. But in the case of the Senate, you're talking about each state having an equal number. So it becomes how much of the population is controlling the majority. And even when Republicans have it, I would prefer to see legislation passed because then we would have consequence and people would start looking at, are these good policies being put forth or not? Right now we have no idea because we blame filibuster, a lack of being able to pass things because everything has become party lines where you're not seeing a majority based on good legislation, but more, if Republicans like it, they'll vote for it, but then Democrats won't and vice versa. So I think both parties are irresponsible with it, but I think yeah. it holds us hostage as a nation. So well, so if, if, if I'm understanding you guys right, what if it, so this is just somebody being a jackass and just holding people up. That's pretty much what it is. A filibuster yes. is just in a, in a way, not necessarily, but in a way it's a straw man or it's you know just the problem of bureaucracy itself. You know, just having debate and argument and paperwork for no reason, just in, I mean, for obviously the, the, you know, opposite end would have a reason to hold them up. But for the sake of the thing itself, it's for no reason, you know. It's, right. It's, and well, and part of the issue, part of the reason, you, you put it great, so delicate, but actually kind of spot on. Um, but the reason I think that it's gotten to this point, you were kind of getting to it, John, 
is it's become so polarizing. It's no okay. So right now we have fifty fifty in the Senate, but laws right now, and this goes for both sides, even when the Republicans had a slight majority. The laws aren't being developed in a 50-50 type manner because 50-50 means, hey, the country is kind of split. But what ends up happening is we're so polarized that we try – both sides try to plow through pretty extreme policies for their ideology. And it's no longer like coming to a compromise and meeting each other in the middle. It's kind of like, hey, we got we got a majority. Let's Let's push through this, and it might be something extreme that the extreme left might like or the extreme right might like, and there's no longer – this, hey, the country's kind of 50-50, so maybe we should make this law kind of 50-50, but that's not what we see anymore. We see just far right or far left, and even though there's – you know, be different if it was like, hey, 70% of the senators are liberals, like, but it's not. That's not what we're seeing, or 70% are you know, hardcore conservatives, but yet we're passing policies on both sides as if that's what's happening. And that's why I believe the filibuster is being abused because it's the only defense they have to kind of get something in the middle, which we rarely see anyway. And, and to give it perspective, uh, from 1917 to 1971, it had been used a total of 58 times. <laughs> in today's day, like in 2012, yeah. you'll find it's approximately been used 250 times. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm not surprised by that number. And I, but I think, and you know, it looked like you were agreeing, John. I think back then, uh, in the early, you know, 1900s, mid 1900s, you were finding more compromise. It's in some areas than you are now. There's like, I feel like there's no compromise right now, or at least that's not what we see. If there's compromise going on, the you know, the news isn't telling us about it. I agree. Um, I think it's a mistake. I think filibuster should go. Anyone have a different view? My gosh, uh, look, Dave, yeah. Dave and Danny aren't on the show, and we're just all agreeing with each other. Someone throw a topic out there I can yell at John about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, hard, it's hard to disagree when you're such a sensible person, you know? <laughs> I appreciate shit, that. Yeah, most of the shit I thought was common sense to people. <laughs> well, and this, and, and this might be a good segue, John, of something you were saying. Why isn't it – you know, I don't know if everyone feels this way, but John and I were talking about like you can't really talk about politics. You know, like yeah, we're all talking, we're you know, we're getting along, even though we'll have different opinions. But have you guys also experienced just like in the workplace or family, like you can't talk about politics? It just gets heated to the point where you know you might get punched in the face, John. I don't know. Nobody, nobody's ready to be an adult. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> Everybody's a child. Everybody, the children. There's, there's, there's. Everybody's in diapers nowadays. There's not a single adult person walking around the streets, and people can't drive. People can't. They can't make it to work on time. It's, it's just a mess out there. Nobody has it together. And, I mean. So, so you agree, Chris? That it's, it's. You can't talk about. It's like politics. No, normally not at all. Just turn, yeah, John. What about you? You're gonna break the heart or make them kill you. <laughs> I, I, I think people tend to think um, like when they hear Eric's voted for Trump and he's a Republican, my liberal friends would say he's a fascist uh, Nazi lover kind of craziness. And Eric's friends, if they heard me would say, I'm a socialist communist guy who wants to take away all your rights and we will live in North Korea. Right. I mean, yeah, you, you basically summed it up. It's, it's amazing. I don't know, Chris, Chris, I mean, because 
you're independent. You, you identify as independent, but what is it like in the crowds you hang out with? Is everyone kind of like you, or do you have people on, you know, friends on both sides of the aisle? I mean, how, how does it go? It's typically, you know, when it comes to being an independent, uh, uh, you, a lot of people I feel agree with me in a way, but the, the problem is being an independent, that's, that's exactly what you are. You're independent. You don't have a team. You don't have, uh, you know, something to rely on as much. You know, you, you, I feel, you know, the le- less uh, government is always better. You know, I feel it should be minimalism. You know what I mean? Uh, protect us from, you know, other nations, other than that, you own your own businesses, this and that, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, okay. So that sounds very much like, um, con- excuse me, hold on, a very much conservative or uh, libertarian almost. So where do you fall into the liberal spectrum? Because usually in my experience, independent means you have a little bit of liberal and a little bit of conservative in you. So where do you fall into the liberal then? Why are you an independent and not a uh, you know libertarian or conservative Republican? Because you, I, I mean, the reason I, 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 can, I consider myself an independent is because you hear things from every spectrum, every side of the story. You know, you can pick what's good. I think the problem is nobody picks just the good and leaves the bad. They, they either throw the baby out with the bathwater or they take the whole thing, and I feel you can take from all of it. I don't like considering myself part of anything because you got, like, for example, this whole COVID thing. There's either two crazy sides you want to be part of. There's, you know, somebody who's bleaching every inch of their house, and the house smells like chemicals. You're going to die from that, just, just just the fumes alone. And then you got people thinking Trump's saving babies from the basement of the White House. You know, it's like two <laughs> and, 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 and thanks to that group, even though you're fully vaccinated, and I think we're all sick of wearing the mask. Uh, but regardless, if you even say, I can't wait to go back to normal, you just sound like one of the assholes that never cared in the first place. And it's like, I'm not that either. I, I do know people that have suffered from COVID. I do know, but the masks do suck and the COVID is dangerous, you know, and it sounds like there's nobody like that. So I'm just like, I'm clearly not you're, either. You're, you know? you're going to be that person. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, in my mind, I'm just like, oh, I'm clearly neither of these. So <laughs> that's, that's why I consider myself independent. I mean, that's interesting. That's go ahead, John. I, I consider myself liberal because I align with most of um, most of the policies of the Democrats. I can't go 100 percent, nor would I ever. Um, there are times I found conservative candidates that I liked, um, but that's where I lean, which means to me, the importance of being in part of a party is that I can change the party versus being from the outside. You can't make any change or any real suggestions as to how to change it. And Eric, as I understand it, was just born with a little Make America Great hat on as a baby. Right. It, I came out of the womb, red hat. It said MAGA <laughs> on it. It was crazy. Um, no, I – I look, they're, they're, I vote Republican because they're the, the closest thing to me. Um, I don't necessarily consider myself like a member of the Republican Party. They send me stuff all the time. Somehow they have my information, but I never respond to it. I never donate to it. The only time I ever donated to politics was to Donald Trump. Um, he was the only politician, at least in my state, of the politicians that I was able to vote for My, you know, since I was 18. He's the only politician that I actually liked. And um, you know, that's why you know, I constantly on the show I would call myself a Trump supporter instead of just a Republican because even though I vote Republican, it's more of the lesser of two evils because they align closest to my values and beliefs. So can I um, ask you real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. So can I ask you, so how did you feel? Because I asked my coworker this the other day or a few few months ago. So how, so you you like Trump necessi- or pretty much more than the Republican Party itself, right? Is what, is yes, what you're saying? yes, correct. So correct. How, how did you feel about the insurrection? 
how did you feel about the happened at the Capitol? Were you did did it, did it make you feel did it, did it make you feel upset that Trump, you know, would, and you might not feel he incited it, but you know, hypes right, people up and then they did some crazy so, things. You know? All right. So how I feel about the what happened at the Capitol is indifferent to Trump because I don't, you know, I watched that happen live. So I watched Trump's speech. Okay. Uh, all, uh, all the way through the end of the speech to the march that was supposed to be a march to the Capitol to so let me ask you, what do you think of just those people then? What do I think of those people? I mean, yeah. it depends on which people. The people that I saw actually starting violence, I think that that was despicable and they suck. Um, the yeah. people, but I don't, not everyone that went into the Capitol were, were hitting people and breaking stuff down. It was kind of like you had the people that broke in and then just like people kept following in and there's a huge you, difference to me between the followers and the people that actually like did damage because you'll see a lot of videos where people you know guards open doors for them they didn't break anything most of the people were walking through actually following the barriers as if they were on a tour of the of the capital it was really in, like interesting and weird so of the people that were at the capital very very few of them actually were inciting violence or breaking things yeah, I was gonna say, uh, did you think it's 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 funny that you brought up how people were being let into the Capitol and you know, yeah, damn near like a tour guide. Did you yeah. like, did you think it was a, a a stark difference between, let's say, other moments of tension in a nation? Let's say when it comes to um, I don't know, like black people or someone being assassinated in the black community or a politician or a law being passed and they're being riot or not riots, but you know masses of people for a specific reason did you see any difference in security for this versus moments like that i mean not really i saw an innocent person get shot um i didn't see anyone set anything on fire um and i didn't see the capital burn to the ground so if anything i would say there are similarities and differences one of the similarities is innocent people were shot and one of the different and the, the guy that shot him there's not even like a like as far as i know so far there's not even a trial or anything for that dude and um, then you look at some of the other protests that happened over the year, and whole cities burnt to the ground. So I do see differences and similarities. So I, I got to call a little bit of uh, malarkey maybe here in terms of – I mean, yes, I didn't see that woman do anything horrible, but she was breaking the law. She was at the sure. time. She's, she shouldn't have been there. And I don't know how many times I've heard – from yes, but, but right-winged people that if they didn't resist and simply followed the law, everyone would be okay. I hear that all the time. I so don't that, believe I was. I don't think I don't believe I was defending that woman. I was just pointing out that she was unarmed and she you was shot. Her, your exact words were innocent. I believe correct. She was in. She was innocent in terms of there was no reason that we know of or saw that she should have been shot. Not innocent of breaking into the Capitol, innocent from dying. That's what I meant. She but was. Abby, she didn't do anything to be shot that, at that point. That's what I think is funny, though. Yeah. That's what I think is funny, though. The fact that she's in the Capitol, like, <laughs> if the, I swear to God, if that was, like, an entire march for, like, George in the first place, it would have been, like, army on the sidewalks. Like, on the stoop, it would have been rows of all, all blacked out, all, like, ARs, you know. And it would have been if, – if we would have got to that point, which we wouldn't have in reality, if that happened, we wouldn't have gotten to that point. But if we did, it already would have been like, you know, people being blood, – blood on the ground. Like we've seen instances – that's that, that's all I'm saying. But like, look, you'll notice – I feel but like look, it was crazy so that woman, that woman was shot, and I'm not defending – I'm not defending 
her. What I'm saying No, I know is, you're not defending her. I'm just saying yeah, I feel she, like... She put herself in harm's way. That's yeah. what happens when you do that. It, it, I'm there's just a saying, chance. I feel like... Should she have been shot? No, but she 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 put herself in that position. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the reason that you didn't see such a... Uh, uh, why well, you saw such a stark difference is because a lot of those people, politicians were, you know, cheering them on and, you know, giving them the, the, the fist up as they're walking in while the, you know, as we call them now, after the riot, it was turned into a riot. The rioters were breaking into the Capitol, politicians were putting hands up. Um, like you said, police were helping some people. They wheeled some people out, you know. Um, and I feel that didn't, they were like didn't, that. It wasn't, a lot it, of wasn't it? Wasn't it Portland where they literally sent the police away and they burnt down the precinct? I mean, there's no difference to me. You're you're, ta- you're trying to create a difference. There was parts of this, the country where they literally sent the police away and they created their own country within yeah, a country. No, I, need to, I need to um I need to look more into the Portland thing because I felt like that was a separate. I mean, I feel like I was idiots trying to grab power um personally and i feel like and I don't it could have been it absolutely could have been yeah, i'm just it, saying it, i don't i was not shocked by the capital i didn't see any stark differences of things i yeah. saw what i saw the events unfold i'm not saying i agree with the events that unfolded i'm saying that i saw them happen and i didn't like nothing jumped out of me as like oh stark differences it was no it was to me so, it was ju- it was just as crazy as what i just mentioned in portland just so chris Chris, I do see your perspective. I do see it as uh, definitely a difference. I remember like, what was it, like a month before Trump gassing protesters who were on the street so that he could give a speech in front of a church. (laughs) And that was very violent and very uh, controlled in terms of look at us. Here comes the military and the police. We're going to get you off this road. Whereas the Capitol looked like whatever you want to do is okay. Um, yeah. Up until it reached I, its mayhem spot, I feel I feel it was like that because like it's it's damn near obvious. Obviously, the, a lot of those people are Trump supporters. Trump supporters like the police. They wear back the blue. They wear Blue Lives Matter. The police were there. They were there. For, they know each other. A lot of Blue Lives Matter are police. A lot of Blue Lives Matter are police friends. A lot of them well, are Republicans. Yeah, you know what I mean? They're all. That's why Republicans cheered them. On. They were all the same people. The people in the offices, the police, the pro. Everybody was the same person, the same group, just doing different things. Some were at work on duty, but they're all the same people. They all have the same ideology. They all liked Trump. They all were, it's the same group of people. That's the, some are just cops and some weren't, some were there, some weren't. That's some how of them I were like cops it. off duty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You see what I'm saying? They were all, every, all of them were the same group of people. They just weren't there for the same reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel like that's why there was a much softer, um, you know, Take because yeah, that woman got shot. But I'm telling you right now, there's instances and think shot once. How many times does one black person get shot ninety thousand times in the face and you can't even recognize them? It's horrible, you know. And like I said, she she was in the Capitol. I guarantee you, some a black person wouldn't have even made it to the door, you know. Like and I mean, but I, I just feel like I I've always wanted to express how I feel like it's they were the same collection of people. Blue Lives Matter, police, Republicans, they were all in the same room. Whether they're on duty, there for the riot, not they're watching on TV, they're all in the same bigger group. I mean, I see, I see what you're like. I, I get what you're. I get the comparison. I get what you're trying to say. I don't necessarily um, subscribe to that belief or believe that. I think they just have more sympathy for each other. That's why I think. <laughs> I mean, it's a fair theory. I just that's I don't 
I don't believe that, but it's yeah. a fair theory. It makes sense. I, I can see how those dots could be connected. And the best thing about this show is we're not going to yell and scream and punch each other because we have differences of opinion. It's okay. Right. Next time I see you. <laughs> it also helps that we're all virtual and we can't actually do that if we wanted to. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. How did we get to the cap? That was January. I was glad we did. You know, it's one of my favorite <laughs> topics. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, that's right, because we're talking about how Chris is an independent, John's a liberal, and I'm a apparently a, a born tr- Trumper. <laughs> Trump publican. Trump publican. Trumplican. Trumplican. So we now- going on. I mean <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead Chris. Chris. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. I, I mean I wanted to I know I'm I I know you're hosting. But I just wanted to say, going, getting more relevant. What did you guys think of? Um, I mean, I don't know much is going on, but speaking of crazy things, it's not just the capital going too far back. Um, Israel and in Palestine, that is. Oh, that's news. That mm-hmm. is like current events. Uh-oh. Yeah, I've seen videos of just you know the I forgot what it's called, but just the bombs going Iron off. The dome, the the Iron Dome, the Iron Dome. Literally terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so as I understand it. And I'm not actually sure. I don't know if we've actually talked about Israel and Palestine on the show before, so I don't actually know where John sits on this. But as I understand what's happening right now, uh, Palestine uh, basically sent over like over 100 missiles because in, in an attempt to try to confuse Israel's Iron Dome. And for those that don't know, Israel has this really high-tech missile defense system, which can shoot missiles out of the air and it's almost impenetrable the only way to get through which palestine did do is to basically send hundreds of missiles at once where you just it's just too much so some missiles did did get through i think it was like four or five did get through obviously did damaged and then in response then israel started um firing back so that is what caused this current conflict and i believe did they broker a ceasefire? I believe, John. Did you hear that? I uh, I didn't. I did hear that there was uh, like a slowdown. I can, of I can look it up. Yeah, I yeah, thought. I, I thought they were. Too. I thought they just like recently yeah. there was a ceasefire uh, in Israel. But as, as far as my views on it, um, I think it's too complicated an issue uh, to have a single view on. I always think war is not the answer. I wish we could find another way. Um, Palestines are being mistreated. People from Israel are being mistreated on both sides of the fence. I think both sides are wrong in the conflict. And I, all I can do at that point is pray for a peaceful resolution to something that's been going on since 1975. And frankly, I don't have a, uh, I don't have a, you know, a hand in the game. It's not even fair for me to try to interpret both sides, if that makes sense. So it's one of those things sure, I kind sure. of lean away from. And I have Palestinian friends and I have Jewish friends. So on both sides of the fence. John's got all of the friends. Yes. <laughs> He's always got friends. Yeah. yeah both. Um, yeah. Chris, what you brought it up. What are you, what are you thinking? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, come on, seriously. I mean, be careful, folks. I'm trying to be a comedian here. But, you know, I feel like <laughs> in, in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of things, I just feel like, come on, how? What? Why is this happening now? What's been going on for how long? You know, like it's years. In the thing, and these are some of the most religious countries in the world. Some of the most religious places in the world come from such spirituality, such I like they they think and and about God and pray towards God so much. And you mean to tell me you're still 
killing each other. Uh, something's wrong, obviously. So I, my, do, do you guys know why this started? This particular my, fire off? My, so this gets really complicated, but my understanding as far as why Palestine was more upset with Israel than normal was because Palestinians were being thrown out of their homes, not the way you'd be evicted if you were uh, Jewish, but they were being mistreated almost like a racism where they were being physically ejected from their houses places that they lived their whole lives. And so that was what was, uh, what fueled the fires, my understanding. And again, yeah, I did hear similar those. things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I, the problem is it just, it, it just keeps going. It, like there's been conflict between Israel and Palestine, um, longer than actually 1975 in terms of just those two, two countries hating each other. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, this conflict actually predates the First World War. The, in 1917, I think it was, is when it really kind of got even more wrapped up because there was promises made to both sides by different countries, and it turned into a big, giant crap show with lying going on. Uh, but just that land in the Gaza Strip, I mean, we're talking hundreds of years of history here between these two countries, uh, these two groups of people, uh, because it predates, the fa- predates them being countries. Um, but the current – the missiles being fired, I believe if you were to ask the Palestines, yes, uh, they are, they're saying what you just said, John, that Israel is you know, kicking people out, that there's physical abuse, things like that. Now, you ask Israel, they tell different stories, and that's part of the problem. Both sides absolutely hate each other, and you will not get the same story from, from either side. Absolutely. And that is why there's missiles flying. <laughs> don't mean to laugh but if you're not laughing you're crying i guess i don't know um hello hey oh we lost we lost (laughs) Christopher. i don't know what happened we just solved the israel palestine conflict you missed it oh damn i will shit i wish I missed it. <laughs> you missed it. It was it was perfect. You you, you fixed John the whole thing. We we got um, Netanyahu on the phone and we. we oh fixed my it. god! Damn. So well, all right. Next can time. I give us, all right. Yeah. One last uh, one last topic before we uh, call it a night, guys. I, I gotta know. It, I think it is. Um, let's all the recounts we've got going on in Arizona uh, now. Cyber. What are they called? Cyber ninjas. And then now Georgia is also going to look at 150,000 absentee ballots. And how do we feel about it? Should the election be over? Should we still be looking at things? What do you each think? Chris, you want to go first? You said 100 and how many? 150,000 absentee ballots will be looked at in Georgia. And then in Arizona, and- a, a group called Cyber Ninja, which has never audited any sort of election, has been given the right to audit the Maricopa County in Arizona election and are looking and for there was also like... some news in Michigan from some lawmakers too um, that came out this week so there I think it's Georgia Arizona and Michigan all have election related type audits going on right now in some in some capacity wow hmm. so Chris your thoughts before uh, I tell everyone what they already know so they <laughs> <laughs> So they got the they they got an outside source auditing these people's. Well, what's going on? I mean, are people not happy with the election? Is it another? Uh... Where have you been, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> Half the country yeah, is disappointed Eric, in the election. <laughs> Eric still thinks that uh, 
Trump won, just as a spoiler before we get to his oh, answer. Wait, so this is about Trump's the, the, the this one? The oh my god. That's I thought this was, I thought this was a local I thought oh, this no, was a no. local this election is, being no, audited is, from out of state. I was like the presidential <laughs> election that so okay, so the Senate They need to get it. You want my thoughts? You want my thoughts? They need yep. to get this shit together. They need to get a what's it called a lobotomy. All these people that haven't, all these people that haven't accepted that this the Biden Sleepy Joe is our president need to get a lobotomy done, okay? Because I don't know what's taking so long. So here's the it's, thing. Here's let me ask you this, Chris. Let me ask you this. Forget acceptance because I accept that Joe Biden is the president. I don't think that he's not the president. He is the president. If if someone were to come to you, let's say like concrete proof and said, hey, uh, Chris, here is concrete proof, and you would look at it and say, oh, yeah, I agree, that um, the election through whatever means, fraudulent votes, whatever you want to call it, that someone printed, let's just say, a million fraudulent votes, and that is why Joe Biden won. And they could show you concrete proof. Would you say to them, get a lobotomy, or would you say, hey, thanks, I think that's good information to know, that it was stolen? So that thing – So, Eric, just to – I'm going to help here a little bit. That didn't happen. Okay, that didn't I didn't happen. say it happened. I didn't okay. say it happened. I'm saying I, uh, there's a difference between accepting that Joe Biden is president, which he is, and also wanting to look at the integrity and the integral process of our elections to make sure that it is actually safe. And it's one thing just to keep writing it off, but it's not like they're doing anything wrong. They're going through the legal process. The Senate in Arizona – uh, issued this audit, so it's a completely legal audit. Audit. I don't see the issue. It, the worst case scenario is it proves what you guys already think. So who cares? Okay, so the the, the real problem is these people have already stained their intentions. They were so belligerent and annoying about everything. They've already, like I said, it just it's everything becomes so polarizing. It, it's back to the bleaching your whole house or you know complaining you got to wear a mask for two minutes. It's all right, but for four years, for four years we had to hear about. Because um, you realize interference our, and how Trump you realize is our politics is a, is a popularity contest, right? You realize our politics is a popularity contest. All this is is what people like, and none of this shit. Besides, when, when when it comes to the American people, and that's what this issue is, it's people, regular people, questioning the election process. This isn't actual politicians, you know, squabbling that kind of thing. These are regular people, and all this is is a popularity contest. And we know it is. They know it because they want Trump to be president. So people are like we don't care. Shut up. That's what it is. They they think that they they're trying to change and switch the election still. And yes, they should be questioning, you know, is our election process fraudulent? Is it good? But because of the times and because of how people have already acted, it's just like we don't it's people don't care. They don't well, care you about your people intentions. don't care. There's a there's a huge chunk of the country that does care though. There's a chunk of the country that doesn't, absolutely, but there's there's a these especially in these states, there's a huge yeah. population in these states that care. And I again I <laughs> Most yes. likely, yeah. But here's the thing. Hold on. Whether you're a Trump supporter or not, if someone told you that there's something wrong with this – with a system in our voting yeah. process, wouldn't you want it to be fixed? I don't get that. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. No, I completely agree with that. It's the, it's the same argument as to when you know a white person might tell me cops kill white people too. Well, why don't you care? <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same argument. It's, it's the exact same thing, and people just don't get it. It's just why, why don't you care? You're bringing a good argument. It, this could be a lie, but to them, it's just like you just want Trump back, so they don't care. It's it's. 
See, here's the thing. Trump's, that, Trump is not, no matter what, no matter what happens in these arms, yeah, yeah, no. we have, we have a legal I agree process. He's gone. Biden's, but, Biden's, yeah. Biden's president. Yeah. If Trump's going to be president, it's going to be in 2024. He's yeah, not yeah. going to be president right now. But yeah. again, I personally I like audits. I like what they're doing. I think the, as we know from listening yeah. to this show, fishy stuff happened. Hey, if it all comes back and it's all garbage and it was all completely, um, you know, non-fraudulent and everything checks out great at least we can all yeah. feel so, better the one thing i don't like about it most things i would um because I, I really do think the more people we can show hey there's still nothing fraudulent found this is nonsense the better right but right. in arizona cyber ninja recently said that the entire uh was a database had been deleted when in fact yes. the issue was they didn't know how to reconstruct a raid storage array so all this no that's that was false actually no no, that was false. So basically right now there is a pointing match going on between the legislation of that county and uh, Ninja, whoever, forget their name. Um, and ne- we actually don't know what the truth is yet because they're saying one thing and the, the, the non-technical people are saying, no, you're wrong. So right now you have technical people saying, hey, this was deleted, and you have non-technical politicians saying, no, it wasn't. And so we need another – so basically we need to wait for a third party to come in and tell us – not the news that's just basically reporting from what the politicians are saying. We need to actually see the data because right now what you have is a technical group, ninja whoever, saying Cyber one ninja. thing. Cyber ninja, thank you. And a non-technical group saying another. So personally, I side with the technical group regardless of their name. I, I wouldn't for a couple of reasons. One was uh, one of the things they tested for was to see if there was bamboo in the paper, which – you know, that, that's pretty entertaining. I mean, you've got to give me... Why not testing. test it, though? Why not test it? I don't understand uh, the problem with I that. think Who because cares? we know that there wasn't going to be bamboo in the paper. That was the most ridiculous but, thing great. I've ever heard. So why not test it? With, with, with the amount of ridiculous stuff our government does every day, testing for bamboo to disprove a conspiracy theory, when you already have the go-ahead to perform the audit, John, you should be happy because it's going to make people look stupid. But yet you don't want the testing to happen, which I think is stupid. You already have the go-ahead, so test it. Eric, no, Eric I, 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 completely, I completely agree, and I respect your, your, your rationale for it, but I'm just saying the optics for it is, is just these people are sore losers. That's what the optics are. These people are just sore losers, and they still want the – I know that's not how you feel, but that's no, the optics. No, that's fine. That's fine. Look, the Democrats were sore losers for four years, so you know what? I'll hold out for a couple more months. And, and this brings us back to full circle because my understanding is next week they're going to be testing to see if – Martians uh, did any of the ballots. We're looking for Mars Rock in the ballots next week. Oh, and I think that that's our time. It's time to uh, glad you joined us. We hope you will join us next week. And Eric, final thoughts? I don't freaking know. Dave, where are you? I need help. Chris, (laughs) final thoughts? Final thoughts. Now's a good time. Get some doge to the moon. You know, do what you got to do. Crypto, crypto for life. (laughs) So this has been Checks and Balances Podcast. We thank you for joining us, and we hope you will join us next week. Thanks again. Thanks again.